podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Jeremy Shear. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a digital content agency that helps you create a month's worth of authority building content in just 60 minutes. So have you ever spent a lot of time trying to solve a problem and you just can't figure it out? So You give up and maybe you take a break, you know, maybe take a walk around the block. And then just when you're not really thinking about it, you let your mind wander a little bit. A solution just pops up like seemingly out of nowhere. That happens to me a lot. And in fact, I feel like I get a lot of my best ideas when I'm not really thinking about anything in particular. It's kind of like my brain just wants to do its own thing, independent of me trying to make it do something that it apparently doesn't want to do in that moment. And now that state of what we might call like daydreaming, or, you know, maybe there's a better term, but that state is known scientifically as the default mode network. And it involves parts of the brain that are active when you're not focused on a specific task. And in this episode, we're going to explore how content marketers can tap into that default mode network to produce better more creative content. And to help us explore this concept, my guest today is Stephanie Scheller. She is founder of the Impact Authority, which is a marketing education firm for small businesses and founder of Grow Disrupt, a company that designs and produces multi-sensory educational experiences for entrepreneurs with ADHD. Stephanie, it is great to have you hey, on the Hey, I'm super excited. I was going through the podcast like prepping for this, and I now have like six of these podcasts on my really want to listen to but didn't have time before the show list. So I'll be listening to you for the next, I don't know, four or five days at this point. <laughs> awesome. The next four to five hey, months, years, no, whatever. However long it you keeps know, going just... there. I only got through. I've scrolled <laughs> down like three times and saved like four episodes. I was like, all right, we're going to listen to this one and this one and this one. So I'm sure it'll keep going. All right. Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear what you think about those, but, but we're going to create some great content right now. So now it's my understanding that people with ADHD, what's going on there is they can have trouble concentrating, you know, like on a specific task because the default mode network that I mentioned just now, it's not as muted as it needs to be. Like in people that don't have ADHD, when you are focused, the whole idea is that network is turned off or like it goes dormant a little bit so you can focus. But I'm kind of saying, and I think the kind of the point of the discussion that we're going to have is that this thing that can be like a problem as it's often framed for people with ADHD can actually be a positive. If you look at it in a different way, at least in terms of maybe being more creative with solving problems in unconventional ways. So is that fair? Am I talking nonsense or am I? No, you definitely. So you're definitely onto something. I talk about this way too much, probably. I think my, well, my team's not tired of hearing about it because we found out pretty much all of us have ADHD. So they all love being told that their ADHD is a superpower. (laughs) That said, I also have to remind them every so often, it's not an excuse. I mean, like I tell the team all the time, right? You get to hear me talk about the neurobiology of the ADHD brain. I get people who tell me, you know, ADHD isn't a thing. I'm like, there's actual 
neuroscience behind what happens in the brain, our ability to switch between this default mode network where the whole brain is lit up, where all the pieces of the brain are just like firing and going a million different directions, right? That's the in the shower time, going to bed time, taking a walk time, right? All the brain's going off and positive task mode network, which is when I'm actually focused, right? And the ADHD brain has trouble switching between the two of them because we don't produce enough dopamine, which is probably like way deeper than we need to go here. But the short answer is yes, you are absolutely on the right track here. I think it's a superpower and I think it's incredibly helpful, especially for content marketers who need that creativity to be able to do something that's going to stand out and be different so we can actually get attention with our marketing because otherwise, what was the point, right? Yeah. You always hear this refrain, B2B marketing is boring. It needs to be more creative, right? right? That's kind of a whole other discussion. Is that true or not? How true is it? But I think we could all agree that sure, it's any kind of marketing would be good to just be different, right? Try new things, be a little bit more creative. So that phenomenon I described, like when you're working on a problem and you're like, you throw up your hands and then you kind of let your mind wander. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, here's the idea. You know, what's going on there? Like how and why does that happen as you understand? So what's happening when we are dealing with a problem and then we back off from from trying to solve that problem, whether that's trying to come up with a piece of content, trying to come up with something that's different, creative, unique. I always say marketing craves creativity. You have to be creative if you really want your marketing to make a splash or make an impact. But what's happening is we are dealing with this problem, right? And then we just like throw up our hands and we're like, I just, I don't, I don't know, right? So we walk away, but the back part of your brain, the subconscious part of your brain doesn't really give up on it because it's still trying to solve that problem because it's an unsolved, like our brain likes things that like wrap into nice, neat, pretty bows. It doesn't like things being unsolved or unresolved. So the back part of your brain, the subconscious keeps working on it. When we allow ourselves to go into this default mode network, this mode where more of the brain is lighting up. And to be fair, right, if you really want to get into like a really good, like creative, your brain's going a million different directions state, there's a lot of biology itself that comes into that because your brain's going to need enough oxygen and glucose getting to it, which requires that you're not in some variety of fight or flight mode. It requires you're getting proper nutrients. There's a whole ton that goes into that if you want to get into default mode network. But the idea is that when we walk away from stuff, your brain's still working on stuff. You walk away from the problem, your brain's still working on it. And so next time you go into default mode network, it's basically like superpowering the subconscious. So if you think about your brain like having to decide where to put energy constantly. So your brain only has so much energy. And if you are trying to be in positive task mode, focused on something, it's having to put energy into keeping you in positive task mode. It's having to keep you over here, which means it's got less energy to like work on solving this problem. Well, when you're in default mode network, your brain is not necessarily telling all the pieces what to do. And so it gets to kind of put more energy wherever it wants to go, which can be towards solving that problem, which is why you don't always get the solution the first time you go into default mode network, right? Sometimes the brain just goes off, but eventually you do get a solution to whatever it is. I think I just rambled a little bit there, but the the short answer is you have more brain power to put towards Mm. that subconscious need to resolve or identify or understand whatever the problem is you're trying to solve. How do I get more views for my videos? How do I adapt our messaging so we're getting more engagement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And, you know, like I said before, I experience that all the time. 
I totally know what you're saying, and I think, and, and I know it's true, but it seems so counterintuitive, doesn't it? It's like I have this task, and I need to figure out this messaging or come up with this marketing yeah. campaign. So, all right, everyone, put your mind to well, it, and let's figure it out. But we're saying like, and we're not saying that don't do that ever, right? You do have to concentrate on things, but we're kind of saying, but don't sleep on the other parts of right. your brain when they're activated can make really important contributions. I guess my question here is how can marketers actually make use of what we're talking about in a practical way? How could you make this like part of your work process? Really good questions. And to your point, yes. In order for your brain to prioritize resolving when you go into this kind of zone space a little bit, solving X problem, it has to view X problem as important because there are a million problems in the world right now, right? And so like you, you can't solve all of them. So in order for your brain to view this problem, identifying how to get more engagement on our website or on our articles or on our videos or on whatever, it has to view this problem as important, which means you do have to spend some time focused on that problem. And you're probably going to have to spend some focused time on trying to come up with some solutions to that problem as well, so that your brain has some framework to work from when it gets into this kind of la-la mode. But there's a few things I think that marketers can do. One is recognizing you are going to have to put in, to your point, some time to actually understand the problem, really make sure your brain realizes it's a priority to resolve this problem. And then two, the other thing I would encourage, there's there's a few tools that we know are really good for getting your brain to space out. One is doing something that is very rote or routine. So this could be going for a walk because... Mm. I don't know very many people that have to sit there and think, okay, lift the left leg, move the left leg forward, put the left leg down, move it. Like no <laughs> one has to sit and think through that to go for a walk. It's a very rote activity. And so your brain can then go off. Now, when I'm doing this, I like to put in headphones. So the app I use is Brainwaves. You can select, hey, I want a creative frequency. And so you can just have that instead of having music or something going in your brain that may pull you off, get you distracted from that walk with just a little, it's kind of like a humming or a buzzing in your ear. And it just kind of lets your brain go a little wild. So you do something rote, some meditation, like just sitting and literally just mm. the, the goal behind meditation is just to sit and watch the brain go. So I sit yeah. and it's not necessarily like, I'm not trying to tap into a, a higher self. I'm not trying to levitate or whatever. I know everyone has their own ideas of what meditation, but meditation really is just sitting and watching the brain ideas go yeah. by, just letting them, the best analogy I heard was like, let them fly by like a cloud across the sky, right? So you see this one that goes, oh my God, I need mm. to make sure that I, I reply, I send this email. Don't do anything about it. Just watch it go. Okay, thank you for the reminder. All right. And just sitting there in a meditation mode can help pull you into more of that more active brain space. Another thing that I like to do when I'm trying to get into that space is just stream of consciousness journaling. So I'll literally just sit and just mm. write whatever comes to mind and like sometimes my journal, like sometimes the sentences aren't even complete sentences. I'll get halfway through a sentence and then I go off on another sentence. And that's okay because the whole point is to let my brain kind of go wild. So there's at least three, three specific things people can do. And what I recommend, especially as marketers, is actively plan time into your calendar to go do these things. So actively mark time on mm -hmm. the calendar to do journaling, to do meditation, to go for walks, to do 
activities, rote activities throughout your day. Take a 15 minute break in the middle of the day. I do this for me. I play the violin and I will take the violin out halfway through the afternoon. And all I play is repertoire, which are songs that I already know. So I'm not reading music. Mm. I'm not doing anything. I'm literally just sitting there and playing through on music. I already know, listening to the music, enjoying the feel, the sound, the vibration. And then like my brain will go off and suddenly start coming being like, oh, you should do this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. This is so there you go. That, yeah, I do something very similar with the guitar. I have a bunch yep. of guitars over here and I'll just mindlessly strum it. And, and, you know, see what yep. happens. Sometimes a song emerges, but yeah, sometimes my brain will go to that thing I'd been laboring over <laughs> and then just start putting some pieces yep. together. I mean, I think it's maybe important to note that's not guaranteed to happen right. every time. What we're describing isn't like, oh, whenever you're stuck, just meditate for 10 minutes and you'll come up with the most brilliant solution. That doesn't necessarily happen like right. on demand, right? <laughs> Maybe it doesn't happen, or maybe it does, or maybe it happens slowly or in pieces or something like that. I just don't want to give listeners the wrong right, impression. Right, right. You know? Yeah. You know, you may go days of trying to put yourself in default mode network or, you know, trying to let yourself relax and not think about the problem. And you may have to come back to the problem a few times to focus on it, actively work on it, and then let yourself go relax and then come back to it. And you may have to do that. Here's the thing. If these problems were easy to solve, then you wouldn't be getting paid like you are to solve them. Like if everyone mm -hmm. could do this, then it wouldn't be valued at the level it is. Great marketers get paid a lot yeah. of money. Businesses that have great marketing get to make a lot of money. These are not easy problems to solve most of the time. You're having to come up with something that stands out in a marketplace that is overly crowded. It's like standing in Times Square and trying to get people's attention. And let's be fair. There's a dude who stands in Times Square naked and he still doesn't even get everyone's attention. Like you have to do something more outrageous than that. That's not easy to come up with. And you need to do it in a way that resonates with your brand. These are not easy problems to solve. It does take going in and coming back and coming up with a solution and running with it and then tweaking it and doing it again and again and again and again over time. Yeah. So like we were saying before, it's sort of this balance or like combination yeah. of focused attention, having a plan that obviously requires planning, <laughs> right? You have to deliberately yeah. make it. But then as you said, building in time to let things kind yeah. of ruminate and be open. And, and maybe like what you're describing is understanding the scope of the kind of problems you're trying to solve and having the right kind of expectations around how long it might take to solve yeah. them. Giving the brain almost like permission or putting it in a place where it's able to go to places yeah. that it can't go if all the time you're just laser focused on doing this one thing. I mean, that's like, we call that burnout, right? Like the brain can only concentrate for so long before you just can't do it right. anymore. Keep in mind, your brain consumes 30% of the glucose that your body, that your body consumes every day. So your brain is using a huge amount of very valuable resources. And 
if you are trying to put all of that in one direction constantly, it's like having a saw or a laser, right? You can't just go with the saw back and forth and back and forth and back and forth forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Sooner or later, the saw is going to get dull. It's going to overheat. It's going to break. You have to give it breaks. You have to take breaks to sharpen. Otherwise, it, it becomes dulled. Now you're having to work harder to get the same results. One of the best things I learned to do for myself, for my marketing, for my company as a leader was to take time off, to stop working weekends, to stop working evenings. Mm, yeah. You know, I don't work most Fridays anymore. I need that time off to be able to be the best version of myself, to have that space to come up with something that is really, really remarkably creative, that stands out, that gets engagement, that generates results. So- yeah. Yeah. Well, you've certainly got my brain working and thinking, and I I could go on and on. I mean, we could go on and on here, but let's just let's just kind of wrap things up. I mean, how can people connect? With yeah, you? I have two my two social media platforms that I'm most active on are LinkedIn and YouTube. So if you look me up on either one of those under Steph Scheller or Stephanie Scheller, I think you should be able to find me. You can also find my website, thestephaniescheller.com, like the one and only, the coolest, the best, the curly hairedest, the violiniest. I, I, you know. <laughs> and Scheller is is spelled with a, a C-H because it's German. So, you know, S-C-H-E-L-L-E-R. So easy. Okay. Well, we'll put all the relevant links in the show notes. And Stephanie, thanks for a great conversation. You know, I, I love doing this. I like having these conversations. It stimulates my brain, at least, in a kind of a particular yeah. way that's maybe somewhere in between like really focused and, and daydreaming, you know, because the conversation will go where it's going to go. And we're thinking out loud here. But so thank you so much. That was a uh, re really interesting stuff. I love doing these too, because it sparks, it sparks something, right? And you never know where that's going to develop into something new. That's the fun thing about marketing, right? Is like you get an idea somewhere and it yeah. develops into something and something and something and something. And it's just fun. So thanks for having me on. I, I love doing these for the exact same reason. All right. Thanks again. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at Conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.